0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Getting Ready, The Good News Is Here, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on December twenty fourth, 2016.
1: ...of a coming Savior. You know, you and I, we have a lot in common. There's a lot of similarities. We're all human. We're either male or female. We feel things and we have emotions that are all similar in nature. You know, we're, we're common in our commonalities. And there are many things that, that bring us together as individuals. There's not too many things in our life that, that really separate us as individuals. Some of us may have different vocations, different jobs, things that we do in this life. But the reality is, is that we are pretty, pretty common people. So tonight, as as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, as we look at the passages that we have in front of us, I want you to grab your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And we're going to read this story, the story of the angels coming and sharing with these shepherds the good news to these common men, the good news of a coming Savior. See, that's really, truly what Christmas is about, isn't it? We're here to celebrate Jesus Christ. We're here to to praise God because he sent his only begotten son for you and I, for common people. And tonight as we celebrate, as we bow our hearts before our God, I pray that, that we would hear and understand the story and really truly accept and know what God has truly done for each and every one of us as we celebrate this time of year. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the grace. And tonight we rejoice. We, we sing praises to you, Father. We, we shout aloud saying thank you because of what you've done for us through your son, Jesus. Lord, today a Savior was born. Today we celebrate our Savior So, Lord, tonight as we gather together in Jesus' name, as we gather to to worship you and to celebrate you, remind us that you are the reason we have this season. Remind us that, that you are the God that created us. And you created us to have one thing in common, and that is to be in relationship with you, to live with you, to walk with you, Father. So as we read this passage, we read from your word tonight, I pray that you would open our hearts, that you would clear our minds, and that we would be attentive and we would listen to the things that you would have for us this evening. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your love for us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you would look to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, or we're going to read tonight in in verses (laughs) 8... In that chapter, all the way through verse 20, it'll be up on the screen. You can look at it on your phone or your iPads. Uh, If you have your Bibles with you, there's Bibles under the chairs too. Uh, If you want to use one of those, you're welcome to use that. Uh, But let's read this passage together. And uh, in the gospel of Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. It says, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel "'Praising God and saying, "'Glory to God in the highest heaven "'and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. "'When the angels had left them and gone into the heaven, "'the shepherds said to one one another, "'Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, "'which the Lord has told us about.' "'So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph "'and the baby who was lying in the manger. "'When they had seen him, they spread the word "'concerning what had been told him about this child.' And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So I want you to notice here in this passage that the shepherds were just living in the field. They were just a a common people just doing their job, living their lives like they would do every single day. See, what we see is is real people that have encountered God, real people that, that are on a journey of faith and understanding what God has for them and what God desires for them. See, there are real people with real lives doing real things. See, our focus this holiday season at this time of year should be focused on what God has done for you and I. Our focus should be on how we better understand and grow in our faith, in trusting what God did for you and I. See, because as common people, as everyday real people, as we live our lives, God is at work. He wants to do things in each and every one of our lives. And specifically for you. The very fact that you're here this evening is is a reflection of what God wants to do in your life. See, this message and and these words that we read from God's word is a reminder to all of us that God loves us so much that he did something so specific for us and he did it with a great purpose so that we might live in relationship with him. So as we celebrate Christmas, let's celebrate because it's God's message for all people. See, the good news of Jesus Christ is a message that came to the earth for all people. It tells us in verse 10 and 11 of our passage, it says, the angel said to them, do not be afraid because I bring you good news that will cause great joy. And there it is, for all the people. See, this good news, this message is for all of us. And he says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah and the Lord. See, again, notice that the angel said that this message, this good news of the coming Messiah, the Lord God in flesh, this message is for all people. See, that's another thing that that you and I have in common, that this good news, Jesus Christ, he came for each and every one of us here this evening. He came just as much for you as he did for me. See, this message is for all people. See, and you have an opportunity as you hear this message to respond. You have an opportunity to do what the shepherds did. To seek him out and learn more about him and really go to discover who this Savior is, Jesus Christ. See, because we believe that, that Jesus is alive. That he's just not a, a God that we made up or, or that we think of or we put up on a shelf and take down when it's convenient but we believe that Jesus Christ is alive, that he conquered death. In a few months, we'll celebrate that fact. See, and Jesus did all of that for each and every one of us. See, and you and I, we can either ignore it or we can acknowledge it. See, at this time of year, there's, there's a lot of things that distract us from the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. Christmas. This last week, I had a gentleman that I, that I encountered and he came to me and he says, you know, I know you're a pastor. I know you, you believe in Jesus. He says, but you know, this time of year, I, I have no hope. He says, this is probably one of the saddest times a year for me as an as a, as a individual. And I, I just kind of looked at him and I, I said, you know, help, help me to understand that. You know, you know what, what's happened in your life that caused you to be so sad, especially at this time of year? He says, goes on to tell me a little bit about his life and, and a few of the things that, that had transpired in his life and the hurt that he had experienced in his life. And he says, you know, it always seemed at this time of year when everybody was so excited about the holiday season, about what was going on, all I could think about it was my hurt and my pain. I know that that many of us here tonight, many of us here tonight have that same emotion. There's things that that have happened in our lifetime that that stir emotions in us, that cause us to to not have that joy or that excitement of this season. There are many things around us that will distract us and, and take our focus off of why we celebrate Christmas and what it's about And I understand that. I I get that. And you know what? God understands that. And he gets that. But I want you to know tonight that this good news, this message of hope, this joy that has come, has come for you. And it's come to take your mind off of the things of this world, the things that would distract you, the things that have hurt you in the past, and to remind you that, yes, we do have hope. Yes, we do have a God that loves you so deeply. And he's proven that. He's proven that through his son. See, God sent his son, Jesus Christ. He sent him to be just like us, to live as a human being. And he did it for you and I. Isn't that amazing? And see, we have to understand, well, why would Jesus do that for me? Why would would he do that for me? I don't understand that. You know, if God is really real and he is who he says, and if this Jesus is Jesus, the son of God, and he's come from heaven, why would he do that for me? Well, the answer is here. One is because he loves you. One is because he cares so deeply about you. And the other part of it is that there is this thing that we call sin. See, sin is, is something that, that we all deal with. There, there is no, nothing that separates us. That's another thing that all of us in this room, including myself, have in common. It's this sin issue. And sin is just simply this, this disobedience to God's will and plan for your life and my life. See, God created us with a purpose. And in that relational purpose, God desires some very specific things for us. And in our disobedience, we have sinned against God. We have taken these distractions in the world around us and we have worshiped them, we have called upon them, and we have looked to them in every single way that we can seem possible. Yet we still feel hopeless. Hopeless. And it's because those things can never take the place of God. See, that sin that separates us is the reason why we celebrate this season. And that may sound funny because it's like, why will we celebrate because of our sin? It's not that we're celebrating because of our sin, we're celebrating because of God's love even though we have sinned. See, God will judge us for that sin. The Bible teaches us That the wages of sin is death. There's a price that has to be paid. But in his love, he sends his son. He sends Jesus Christ to take that place for you and I. See, there's this separation, and in the middle of that separation, it's our sin that separates us from God. And it's Jesus that stands right in the middle of that. And he draws us close to God. See, this message that God is sending reflects his desire to right the wrongs that we have committed and to draw us closer to him. And this message, again, it's for all people. It's for everyone that's in this room. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 and 29. It says, Because of this, he says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. See, because of this, because of what God has done for us, because of what he has given you and I through his son, Jesus Christ, we should come and gather together and celebrate his birth. We should praise him with reverence and awe because of what he did for me. because his love for me and his love for you. See, God did this for all mankind. God did this for you. See, and if we are grateful for what God has given us, we will respond in reverence and awe. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. It's the good news of the Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate today And it's truly good news for all mankind. See, the proclamation of this good news in our story moves the shepherds to respond. Not only did they accept it, but they pursued it. They wanted to go see the Savior, Jesus Christ. They wanted to walk towards Jesus and see if this was truly what had happened. See, we learn from this passage that God's message demands a decision. See, it demands for you and I to respond. So what God has done for us, he's done it because he loves us and for no other reason. But God wants us to respond to it. Verses 15 and 16. It says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. See, they decided to act on this message, on the good news of the Savior. There was a decision that they had to make and they went to see and pursue and to begin to understand exactly what God was doing as they received this message. You know, Tonight, God is giving you a message. God is telling you that, that he loves you so deeply that he would be willing to sacrifice his only son for you. That he'd be willing to to turn his back on his only son so that you could have eternal life. And because of that, it demands a response. God demands a response. This good news demands a response. So the question is, What shall we do with this good news? What's interesting in the Bible, that same question was asked to the disciples in the book of Acts. As they were sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, these people that crowded around and heard the message of Peter, they said, Peter, what is this? What shall we do with this news? And this is what Peter says in Acts 2, verse 38 and 39. He says, repent and be baptized every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, that's our response. That's our response for, to what God has done for you and I through Jesus. That's why we celebrate because God has given us the opportunity to respond. God has given us the opportunity to say, you know what, I understand that I have fallen short I have been in a life of disobedience towards God that created me. And I understand that Jesus came to make things right. Jesus came to pay a price that I could never pay on my own. And my response is to turn from that sin, to repent from that sin and get baptized in Jesus' precious holy name. And what's God going to do for me when I do that? The promise is there in that passage in Acts. He says, when you do that, he will give you the power of the Holy Spirit. He will gift you with his spirit. You will be the temple of the living God. God will live in you and through you and he will guide you and he will help you and he will walk with you and he will be with you and he will love you for all of eternity. See, it demands a decision. See, in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. See, he did this for you. He did this for me. And we should be in awe of that. We should worship him for that. And we should have hearts that are so grateful for what he's done for us. That's his love. That's his grace for all of us. I want to ask you tonight, I want to ask you, will you respond to this good news? I want to ask you, how will you respond? Will you seek forgiveness? Will you surrender your life to God? Will you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit? I want to tell you tonight that, that I, as a pastor of this church, I, as a pastor, a shepherd, I, I cannot give you that Holy Spirit. That Spirit only comes from one God. So your response has to be to Him and not to me. Your response has to be a surrender to God, a surrender to live for Jesus and accepting Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And because of that, God will empower you with his spirit. And you will begin to experience the fruit of his spirit. That hope, that joy, that love, that patience, that kindness. You know, it's interesting to me because I was reading a little book that I have this last week and the guy was talking about how we grow in our faith and how we do those kind of things as Christians and and as believers. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, Verse 7, Paul tells Timothy, he says, to train yourself towards godliness. And then, then he uses the, the Greek word for, for what we use today in the word gymnastics. And I'm not even going to try and say it, but it's the first part of gymnastics. I'm a Latino, so I'll mess it up. <laughs> I can't speak Greek. I can't even speak Spanish, so... <laughs> But that word there tells us that we are to train ourselves, that we are to discipline ourselves towards godliness. Well, how do we do that? What does that look like? Well, I want to encourage you, the first step to doing that is to respond and make a decision. To commit yourself to Jesus Christ. To you give your life to the God that, that created you and loves you. And then from there, Look at his word. Open up your Bibles. Read them. Gather together with other people that that are on the same journey as you, that are common just like you and I. And talk about God's word. Grow together. Encourage each other. Walk with each other. Love each other. Give grace to one another. And when someone messes up or falls or slips or says something wrong, hug them and love them in Jesus' name. That's how we do that. See, because when we respond to this good news, if we decide to do this, I want you to know that this good news, Jesus Christ, he will change your life forever. He will change your life forever. Verses 17 through 20. It says, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Listen to verse 18 and it says, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I want you to notice the change in all of these lives. Not not only were the shepherds' lives changed, but the people around them that heard all of this that was happening, they were all amazed. And Mary, her life was changed. See, this message, this good news, changed them forever. You know, I, I grew up um, here in Albuquerque and, and uh, if you were to know me a, as a kid, um, you probably wouldn't like me very much. I was a very good boy with my mom. I was her baby boy, you know, the youngest of four kids. And uh, I could do no wrong in my mom's eyes. I still can't. You know, she still loves me regardless. But I I was a bad kid. I did a lot of bad things. There's just no question. You know, I I lived the life of disobedience. I lived a, a sinful life growing up all the way through my teen years. But there was this one moment in my life No different than than what happened to all of these people in the story that we see in the gospel of Luke chapters 1 and 2 from Zechariah to Mary to Joseph to the shepherds to all those that were in amazement. I lived a pretty common life. I lived it for myself. I did things that I thought were fun and were right and were okay but I did it for, for my own self. I did it selfishly. And there was a moment in my life about 19 years old where where God, he didn't necessarily speak to me through an angel, but he spoke to me through someone. And in that moment, I'll tell you that, that, that God used this individual, and he wasn't a believer, he wasn't a Christ follower, but he used this individual to remind me that the devil has come to destroy. That the devil wanted my life at that moment. but God spared me in that moment. See, God changed my life forever in that moment. See, when you give your life to Jesus, when you surrender your life to Jesus, because as I drove away from that moment, all I could be reminded about what my mom used to tell me when I was a kid. She used to always say, Jesus came to give you more life and life more abundant. She'd remind me that he would never leave me or forsake me, that he would always be with me. And I believe in that moment, Jesus was right there with me and that he had protected me for for a greater purpose. See, what's neat about God as we think about who we are as individuals, as we think about our own personal lives and the things that God wants to do in us and through us is that he takes the ordinary and he does the extraordinary. He'll take you he'll do extraordinary things in your life and he'll do extraordinary things through your life he'll change your life forever so i want to ask you have you let god change your life yet where are you today are you here tonight because you feel hopeless are you here tonight just because someone made you come tonight Well, I want you to know that you're here tonight because I believe God wanted you here tonight. I I believe that God ordained this moment so that you would be here tonight to be reminded about why we celebrate this season, to be reminded that that you might think yourself an ordinary individual, but God wants to do extraordinary things in you and through you. See, as, as we look at God's word, as we see all of these wonderful things that God has done for us, All of those things that God wants us to know and understand. I hope that tonight, as you leave here, that you're reminded that you have been created by the God of the universe. And not only did that God create you, but that God loves you. He loves you so much that he would give up his only son. He would send Jesus Christ so that you might know him and that you might make him known. I hope you leave here in awe of that. I hope tonight you're reminded that we celebrate this Christmas because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. The Messiah has come. And that you would be like the psalmist in Psalm 96, 1 through 3, and sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all of the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations his marvelous works among all of the people, all of the extraordinary things that he is doing in the ordinary common people that are around us. See, the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ, it's just the beginning. Jesus goes on to do many miracles. He goes on to do many, many other things in his lifetime. And the most important thing that he did for you and I is that he died on a cross. He paid a price for our sins. He died so that you and I might know life and life eternal. So I want to ask you, if you would bow your heads with me and close your eyes. And as we think about this time of year, this season that we're in, I want to remind you what the angel said in this passage. He says, Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah and he is the Lord. He is here for you. Lord, we thank you so much. Thank you for your love and your grace. And tonight we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. We we thank you for the reminder in this season that we so dearly dearly need. The reminder that the reason why we celebrate Christmas is because of what you have done for us. Lord, we celebrate Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your son. Lord, we do this in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask that tonight as we just come before you, as we sing these last couple of songs, as we worship you, Father, that we would just love you and praise you for our love. Praise you for all that you're doing. Lord, that we would give you glory and honor. Lord, that we would respond to this good news in a way that would honor you and glorify you, Father. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for your love for us, and we do it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at Mm soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.